Welcome back to another episode of NFT Catcher Podcast. We'd like to remind everybody that nothing on the show is meant as financial advice, and to please do your own research. Thank you, and enjoy the show. Now the subject is NFT. They're known as non-fungible tokens, or NFT. NFTs are floating in popularity. This is a technology that will forever change the way people interact. So it is happening whether you understand it and like it or not. This phenomenon is moving the digital You have now joined Jenny from the blockchain and Michael Keane on the NFT Catcher Podcast. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the NFT Catcher Podcast with me, Jenny from the Blockchain, and my co-host here, Michael Keen. Michael, good afternoon. How are you doing? Good afternoon. It's nice to be talking during the day, and I'm great. I'm super excited for today's episode. Yes, and today we have a very special episode because, actually, this is not only our 25th episode, but actually it's our first time having a guest on. And none other than uh, one of the co-founders of Cool Cats, Extreme Tom. Tom, welcome to the show. Hello, how's it going? What's up? Thank you so much for, for coming on. Honestly, we are so excited to have you. Um, Michael and I and, and Andy backstage, we all have Cool Cats. So yeah, we're super excited um, to just kind of hear more about, you know, your story on Cool Cats and the journey, what you guys are working on, you know, maybe you'll leak some alpha later. Who knows? Um, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> who knows? Stay tuned, folks. Stay tuned. Um, but first of all, 11.5 ETH floor. This project came out July 1st, my birthday. There's oh, 5,000, <laughs> thank you, 5,100 unique owners, 72,000 ETH in volume traded. Wow. Cool Cats has been really blowing up. I mean, it's crazy that it's only been, what, seven, six, seven months. And, you know, this is one of the top projects in the space right now. Um, I'm curious to hear, you know, your story on how Cool Cats got started. You're, you're, you're one of the founders. There's four people on the founding team. Looks like you guys have really grown. You have, what, 16 or so people on the team now? Um, uh, 26. 26. Wow. Damn. Okay. Okay. Uh, so yeah, would you would you uh, share with us, you know, the story on how Cool Cats got started? Sure. I mean, uh, so let's just think. Like, uh, it started, I guess, for myself and Rob, both of us, for about 15, 20 years ago, when we both started teaching ourselves like how to code, like independently, like not not together. Like I only met Rob like the last five years or so. Um, and I started building projects for myself. Um, I don't know if you remember like Gaia Online, which is like an avatar project where you can literally just buy items for your character. Like it was way ahead of its time. Into, like it's basically come full circle now. Um, but like you could buy like swords and, and hats and whatever for your character. Um, and so I kind of built my own one of those called Zantani.com, which is actually still up as well. So if people wanted to check it out, like it's not something I own anymore. I sold it on, but that kind of got me really into the like the love of pixel art and things like that. And then I just you know kept building my own projects and and like building stuff where I tried to generate communities and and, and learn that kind of side side oh, excuse me side of the internet because everyone knows it's really hard to build a community. And so from there, I just kind of learned about how like building community and all different aspects that kind of go into really an NFT project like. All, like because you guys probably don't see all the different sides from a founder's perspective like all the different cogs and stuff that actually build the project up um 
so we kind of went through and we like learned all those bits and pieces and then one day rob and i were really bored in our like mainstream jobs that we've like pretty much just left in gen in december um and we just started trying to find something that would really scratch that creative itch and i started looking into nfts and my first nft that i actually bought was chubbies because i really like the pixel art and then i found out like the story behind chubbies and that wasn't great uh but mad props to uh pixel hans uh for the artwork because it's sick um but that really got me into it and i then started to try and reverse engineer the nft that i bought because i was really curious how all the different aspects were working um and then i it took me a while actually cuz you know i had a full time job and i didn't know anything about solidity so i was kind of learning all this on the side as well then i eventually started figuring out and thought okay i'll i'll build my own nft project but like on the testnet so i built this thing called noon kids um and that's just on rinkby but that taught me a lot and then i got to a point where i was like okay i'm happy now i think i could probably release a project on the mainnet so i teamed up with rob link uh one of the other founders and we started working on faticorns and this is like they're basically fat unicorns they're pixelated they've got little friends they're all animated and stuff it's pretty cool yeah i'm actually familiar with that project uh with the nft catcher we opened that was back in about probably may right yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, re- I, re- I remember when that dropped. That's funny that that's you. I actually read your Medium articles as well. If anybody yeah. hasn't read, you can Google Cool Cats Extreme Tom and his Medium articles come up. They're really good. I'll let you keep telling your story. But the Faticorns was, was that was a fun one. We uh we were into that and all looking at it with the NFT catcher. Yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, it's cool. It's, it's interesting that people actually look at it. I didn't even realize. Um, So we actually launched that and we ended up with one sale when we launched that and that was to uh Shamdu and he he bought one and then he complained about the gas price so we shut the whole thing down and we basically went back to the contract and we really started looking at optimizing gas uh then we released it again and it had like this whole massive backstory and there was loads of stuff planned uh it was like a whole thing and we sold i think about 14 and then then we, we kind of thought well we put so much effort into this in terms of like the backstory stuff, but no one really cares. So we kind of like paused it and it was kind of, I think at that time that, uh, Klon and Evan came in, they both bought Faticorns and they'd seen what we, what we built in terms of the website. And they came to us with a project, which isn't cool cats, by the way. And they were like, Oh, we've got this project, like, but we really need some help like doing the dev side of stuff. And Rob and I at the time were like absolutely swamped because we were basically trying to basically go for the third launch of Faticons, <laughs> like trying to put all the stuff in that we wanted and just streamline the whole thing um, after other bits that we'd learned. But we felt really sorry for Clon and Evan because they had like the art and stuff that they wanted to do, but they had no idea how to get to the finish line. And we took like a, I think it was like a 90 minute meeting or something, like a long meeting. Like I was talking them through like NFTs, like all the stuff you need to aim for and this. And in the end, they were just like, oh, can you know, can you guys help us out? Like maybe build the website. And we felt sorry for them. And Rob is a bit of a demon when it comes to web web building. And he just smashed out their design in like an hour and it was done uh, basically. <laughs> and they were like, wow. And, uh, and then I said to them, like, guys, you guys got the art side. We got the dev side. Why don't we actually just join forces and release a collaborative nft together mm. um because we were getting really slowed down by the art side of and things on like in terms of like designing websites for, for faticorns and they were like mm, don't know maybe uh, there's kind of a lot of umming and annoying and then eventually they came back and were like okay yeah we've got this blue cat that we could use 
like what do you guys think and we're like yeah let's do it so like that was how cool cats like kind of wow started. wow dang and yeah because so just to introduce some of the people that you were you were talking about here so Klon is the artist behind cool cats yeah. uh your name extreme tom you're one of the developers and then uh who is evan or who evan. is link who's link oh like oh link's the frog king <laughs> the so, frog king the frog yeah king. okay He's he, Linkoid's one of the other founders. Uh, he does a lot of the kind of like front end stuff with React, and Evan is uh, mostly like marketing and branding. Okay, cool. All right, yeah. I just wanted to just wanted to clear that up. So, you guys started, you know, working on Cool Cats together, and when you launched, like, or when you started working on it, like, did you think that it was gonna be like, you know, a big thing, or were you like? oh uh maybe we'll just launch this and see what happens no like legit link and i were like oh yeah let's just see if we can do a collab with these guys because we want to get more eyes on faticorns so we're like oh another nft project <laughs> might be bring a few more people in and it's just like, <laughs> it just snowballed and and you know faticorns ended up like we still have faticorns we could potentially launch at some point but uh it's like 99 done but yeah the, the idea was that you know just a side project so yeah, it's actually an amazing story how that came together. Uh, would you give us a little insight maybe on, because a lot of us remember, I actually minted five Cool Cats, and uh, we'll go through the story, but obviously sold them too early like I do most things. <laughs> um, but I minted five of them. I have one again now. But um, So I remember when it was happening, I think the on sale actually kind of stalled out a little bit, and then you guys lowered the price, and I forget if you maybe even gave the people that purchased at the higher price something else, and then from there obviously it just it just caught fire it sold out and the rest is history a lot of the influencers and and all and, and you know and everybody that was buying them and now everybody that's it's literally one of the top few nft projects out there one of the best communities and like amazing stuff going on so is it possible to maybe tell us how that went down a little bit were you guys worried do you like yeah we got to like, how did that happen where you lowered the price and, so and that kind of thing we <laughs> We kind of like looked around at other NFT projects. We're like, okay, we can see projects are like launching with like a thousand like Twitter followers, maybe like 500 in their Discord. And they're doing all right. They're like selling out in like a few weeks or something like that. We're like, okay, that's fine. That seems like a nice steady pace. Like we can go for that. So we kind of got to that stage. We're like, yeah, okay, it's launch time now. And just for context, I hate working with the front end, like React and stuff like that. That's all Linkoid. Mm -hmm. And the time that we launched, Link was on holiday. So we kind of got to this point when we launched, like the price was 0.06 and yep. like a few, you know, we had quite a nice number of sales initially, but it definitely started to plateau. And at that point we're like, well, we might as well like kind of, well, actually, to be honest, we're arming and eyeing what to do. We're kind of deliberating whether or not we're going to lower the price. What could, what could we do? And then a few people came into the discord and said, guys, if you just lower the price, you'll definitely be a sellout. Yep. And we're not, you know, you know, we're not greedy or anything. So we're just like, yeah, okay, no worries. So I had to jump into the front end, lower the price on the web code that incidentally I'd never really looked at. So mm -hmm. I was like stressing like crazy, trying to get all that in place. Mm -hmm. And then I also lowered the price obviously on the contract. And then, you know, we lowered it to 0 0.02. We started selling really, really fast. Obviously people started sharing that on Twitter um and a load of whales came in and bought a load but the one thing i was really scared of 
when all that all those sales are coming through, because as I said, I'm not really a front end guy. I was really worried that the sales wouldn't be reflected from my tracking system to the front end to disable the sales button. So we had a count, we had a counter on the website was showing us like how many cats are left. And I didn't know if that was going to disable or not. And obviously it's really bad if it doesn't disable because people are going to start to keep trying to do transactions. It's going to look really bad. Like it's just going to look really terrible because you know, we all know how many bad drops have been. Of course. We didn't want to be one of those. So I logged into the server on the back end and I had a kill command in ready to just completely destroy the entire server, like shut <laughs> it down. So that wouldn't happen. And I was watching the numbers go down and I had my finger over the enter button because it was like at 10. I was like, oh, oh do I press it? Do I press it? Because I know there'd be like a bit of a lull between what's showing on the website versus like blockchain activity. Mm-hmm. But as soon as it hit zero, the, the button grayed out and I was like, yes. <laughs> nice. Uh, that's hilarious. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, and congratulations, like the success that you guys have had. It's not easy, like kind of the easy part. You'll probably agree. We've said this a few times is the sellout. You can sell out a project, but then to have it be this successful afterward is really where the hard work comes in. Um, But you guys have done you guys have done almost a quarter billion now in secondary. That's insane. That is insane, right? Yeah, it's it's I just did the math before we came on and it was whatever it is, 73,000 ETH, you know, yeah, that's crazy. I'll, I'll be honest, yeah. I don't track the stats because yeah. the, the, the only numbers I'm really worried about like, are basically, are the holders happy? Yeah, like, awesome, awesome. And 5,100 holders is a great number. Yeah, so, so yeah. that's cool. Yeah, man. Amazing. Yeah, I, I remember when, so I had I had mentioned earlier, it was minting on my birthday, July 1st. And I had gone to LA and I was like, you know, hanging out with friends. I'm like, I'm not going to do any NFT stuff today. And I was like, of course it's today. Freaking cool cats. Cool cats mints, right. You know, I'm like, what's this? And, but um, my friend, shout out to Ray, uh, one of my um, coworkers uh, at Evaluate Market, he actually minted one for me and sent it to me for my birthday, nice. um, which I then later paper handed for 0.44 each. <laughs> <laughs> and he ended up paper handing a lot of his too. And um, yeah, and, and then I immediately kind of regretted it because I, I honestly thought that I could, I was like, oh, I, I was trying to time the local top and thought I could buy in for cheaper and then hold on to one for longer. Yeah, um, that literally did not happen. And the price kept going up. And so I kept just like watching it uh, for weeks and and just kind of monitoring monitoring the price, trying to like get in at a good price point. And finally, I decided, all right, I'll just buy in at 0.69. And I've been holding on to my cool cat ever since. I was going to say, which which cat have you got? Uh, So it's a lady cat with a beard and she has like a flower in her hair and she has like a yellow shirt. Okay, I was just trying to see if I could see it, like based. Oh, on the, sorry. Um, I ha- um, let me see. I um, I have it on my pinned tweet right now. I could check it out. Um, and I've just been diamond handing it, I guess. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't like the beard. I kind of want to remove the beard. Oh, nice. Piece, like, <laughs> but yeah, I okay. can't really do anything about the beard, so it's just there. Um, but yeah, and Michael, what's your you, you have you have a cool cat too? Yeah, I have cool. a I have a cool cat. Mine is number three three two five. Um, two like gold piercings in the ears, the blue like Komodo robe. Uh, very cool, nice and chill. Very cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, he's just you know. He's a cool I went, cat. Yeah, when cool I cat. when I picked mine, I didn't just buy the cheapest. I looked for one that I that I thought was kind of you know just 
that you I like. That I th- you bought it on air. Yeah, I bought it on air, oh, nice. Tom. Yeah, we were we were. So I like I said earlier, I actually minted five of them and sold them all way too cheap. I don't even remember how cheap. I'm kind of famous for doing that. And uh, <laughs> but I always but I always knew it was really good. And then it starts going up and up. I think Jennifer, when you bought yours, didn't it like shoot up right away? Right after yeah, you bought it, shot it. Up really after, it shot up after that, and and people were like, "Oh my god, you bought it yeah. at a good time." So yeah, and then yeah. it just it just was getting better and better. And then I was on, we were on, and I I was saying something like, "It it really feels like a fifteen twenty ETH, like something's coming." Like every play it was just going tapes. up and up. Yeah, we'll play back the tapes. I definitely said that. And then so I bought it for nine ETH, and this was right before like everyone was pouring the milk on their head when it got to 10, if you remember that, like, uh, and, and I think it shot up to like 15. I'm not even sure if you watch it that closely, but that run had it go up and then it went all the way down to like six. And then it started coming all the way back up. And I actually, like I do, like I said, I priced it at 11.5 and it was sitting there for about a month and it was going up and up. And then one day our producer, Andy texted me, he goes, Oh, by the way, uh, floors at 11. So you think about what you want to do. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I'm going to leave it. I was like, I'm going to leave it for sale. The floor got up to 11.44 and I'm sitting at my computer. I'm like, ah, and I was kind of sad about it, but you know, 11 and a half ETH is a lot of money too. So yeah. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, it's going to go. I'm just going to go. And then it just, whatever reason it didn't quite touch mine. And then it went back down to like whatever it was. And then we got back on the air a week later and I was telling the story and Jennifer was like, you better take that thing down. <laughs> so I was like, all right. So, and, I, and I actually pulled it down on air. So now I still own it and I'm going to own it for a lot longer. I don't want to sell it, but I'm always, when I see those big numbers, it's hard not to kind of cash in a little bit, but but we love the project. All three of us are definitely big fans, and it, it's it's played a big part in this in this podcast. Yeah, that's that's awesome, guys. Yeah, yeah, we talk about it a lot on the podcast, and like, but but Michael's right. It's like it's hard to like just hold on to something without thinking about selling it and stuff. Even if you're oh, yeah. really you know attached to it, it's like it's it's definitely challenging. You know, I mean, it's crazy when you you look in your wallet and you've got a cool cat, and you're like, that could buy a car. I know, right? <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah. I really want to see someone this. get their phone and literally walk into a BMW dealership or like <laughs> some some kind of like, I don't know, Ferrari dealership and be like, I will swap you that for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Oh, my gosh. I mean, honestly, that's not a good trade, though, for the person <laughs> getting the car because the cool cat's worth more. And, and that leads me to the next thing, which is. Uh, you know, one of the things about holding on to, uh, honestly, one of the things that really sold me with, with cool cats was like, you guys were like, Oh, we're going to do monthly airdrops. And I'm a sucker for airdrops. Like, and <laughs> so I'm like, what? Pre-style <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but let's talk about pets because yeah. on the 28th, so we got what in 10 days, yeah. pets are coming out. You guys are dropping the token. Um, tell us a little bit about that. Okay, so I mean, what do you want to know about the pets? I mean, there's a there's a we whole want to know everything there is to know. We want to know everything, oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so 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 these are companions, right? They're that are being airdropped to holders. What is kind of like the purpose, I guess, of these pets? Okay, so I mean, it's no secret that we are kind of building out a battling system. There's like we've been talking about that. It's it's hinted on the website in the beta and everyone's is, you know, it's been seen on Twitter and stuff. So that's no secret. Um, so there's definitely that side of things. Um, but one thing we really wanted to do with the pets is 
a lot of NFT drops, they the randomization is either handled directly through the contract or it's done pre-mint and you just get lucky if you get the right ID or something like that. We wanted to actually put a bit more power. Nice mug, by the way. We wanted to put a bit more power into uh, ah, the, the cool Mint's hands. So uh, we created this NFT, the, the pets. You get an egg. So when you actually get your pet originally, it's an egg. And then you have to interact with it. Uh, think kind of like Tamagotchi a little bit in terms of hatching the egg out. So within the game that we're building, you uh, get you can basically take your egg, your, your pet, even an egg form and do quests. Those quests will give you milk, which is at like the game currency. And then you can mm. use that milk to buy pet boxes. And pet boxes are basically a chest that you can open and, and they spill out uh, like random items you don't know what the mm. items are but it's like a fixed number Ew. of items random items it's just like weird stuff that some of it is really weird uh like a broken <laughs> spring bed like a terrarium like butterflies like just weird stuff and you basically can interact with your pet with these and remember your pet at this point is an egg and mm. the items that you give your pet the egg basically build up uh, an affinity to an element as you give more items. So oh, wow. the example I always give is you open your loot box, your pet box, and you get red hot chili peppers. And red hot chili peppers are like, in your mind, it's easy to think fire. So if you only ever fed your egg, your pet, red hot chili peppers, you, you'd, you'd expect your, your affinity to be to fire. And that will be the case, by the way, there are no red hot chili peppers in the game because I always give this example. <laughs> so over time, as you're giving these items, you're basically increasing the level of fire within your pet. So when it eventually hatches, it will be a fire pet. But mm. you could also do it like you could give it some water or soup or like other items. So you might have a red ball and the red ball might have like two fire points to it, like an earth point. And so all these items have got points depending of the elements. And as you give them, you're building these points up. So whatever is the highest point value for an element at the point of your hatching, which is determined by the number of items you give your pet, that's what your pet will hatch out as. So, so it, okay, sorry, wow. I'm just wondering why would you, okay, so if you're like, okay, I really want to hatch like an earth one or whatever. Yeah. Why would you give it other elements instead of just? So this is the, this is the sneaky bit. You don't, as a user, you don't know what the elements are that are within an item. We give the items like wow. a label, like excited or like depressed is, is, is one of them, like fun or silly. And based on the interactions that you see other users doing and things that you kind of think in your head, okay, a flaming donut, I imagine a flaming donut is a fire element. So it's a kind of a bit of using your intuition to figure things out, but it's also a bit of the experimentation. But what you can do is if someone has hatched a pet to final form on open seas, you can look in that open seas pet and it gives you a list of all the interactions that pet has had in the metadata. Ew. So it means you can actually start looking through open seas and be like, right, okay, I can see someone's hatched a water. What items did they give? And you can start kind of tallying uh... these things up yourself. And the community basically gets the chance to work together if they want to, to like figure out what, uh, items carry what value of element. So wow. they hatch at different times. People's eggs are going to hatch at different times. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean that we if you get an egg, there's no limit to how long you hold the egg. Think think what? think board ape serum, for example. People still have the serum. So if you wanted to hold your egg for five years, be the last person ever holding an egg. <laughs> wow, I didn't, I didn't realize that? all is this. There, yeah. is, there, is there a benefit to that? And what should we strive for as far as, you know, what, what type of uh, pet we should hatch? Okay, so I'll answer the second question first. So the type of pet, obviously, you're going to have people who really like the look of a particular element, like earth, wind, fire, water. Mm. And you can see them on like our Twitter uh, account, like uh, Cool Cats NFT. So some people are going to go purely for the aesthetics, but as the community hatches stuff, everyone knows in terms of NFTs, the rarer something is, the higher value it can start carrying. So if the whole community is really driving towards, say, 80% people are going fire and you're like, well, I want my pet to be worth more. So I'm going to try to hatch it towards water. Mm, so you okay. control somewhat the rarity. But a key point is if you hatch two pets of the same element, they will not look the same. They will look different. There's 144 plus million combinations of pets that can be hatched. Damn. So is there an advantage to playing more and being more involved to getting a more, like, how do you get a a more rare pet? So uh, it is kind of a bit of luck of the draw, but like I said, you do have control over the element. Okay. So you have control of the element, but not the assets within the element. So for example, you might get a fire pet that has a flame on its head God. Someone else might have a fire pet that doesn't have a flame, but has like flames on its hands. Is there going to be a situation where maybe like a majority of people are going for the flame and maybe very less people would go for the water or is it kind of already distributed? No, no, it's 100% uh, random, you, like okay. basically driven by the community. Yep. Cool. Very cool. So you can kind of get a sense maybe like, Hey, not many people are going for this one. Maybe I'll go for that one. Well, so you kind of want to yeah. see what other people are hatching their eggs into before yeah. you decide to. What, so, mm. so, so then, so then, so then maybe, okay. So maybe you shouldn't start feeding your pet, all these things until you kind of know what other people are feeding their well, pets. Well, because we know that people are going to do that kind of stuff. Me trying to break the system. Yeah. <laughs> the questing system is built so that, if you're all, if you're only ever questing as an egg, you earn base amount. If you're questing a stage, there's multiple stages to your. Ah. So mm. as you go through the stages, you could actually earn more from questing. And if you're questing in the final form of a pet, like the actual final creature, you can see all the assets and everything. You get the gold, a bonus. Plus, if that quest is designed to give an item out as a reward, you get it. You but you only get the item rewards as a fully fi- as a final form pet. Damn, and this is all launching on the 28th, January 28th. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So so how does the token play into this? Oh, the token is so the token's milk. Yeah. Uh, and that's what you so there's multiple ways to earn milk. So as a cool cat holder, you can uh claim you can go and claim milk. You don't have to stake your cat, you don't have to do anything with your cat. Literally come to the website and just claim milk. You can you can claim every five minutes if you want, every 10 minutes. What? There is there is a set amount that you can earn in a day, but you can claim as many times as you want in that day. It's up to oh. you. Um, <laughs> I just watched you thinking through this. <laughs> I'm like, mm. yeah, because we're on video right now, but obviously this is audio only for our <laughs> listeners. I'm just like, so yeah. right now. No, this is a lot of information. I didn't realize all these details. So this is awesome, Tom. Yeah. Yeah. And um, okay, so that's that's as a that's as a cool that's as a cool pet. Sorry, cool cat. Also, the different tiers of cool cats give out a different amount of milk. 
it's not uh-huh. a massive it's not a massive difference deliberately because we are building a really massive gaming system so the stuff that i'm talking about now this is all stage one of like 30 40 50 stages so there's a huge thing coming out and so it doesn't make yeah. sense for us to front load all the benefits immediately to the to the tier of cat at the point of the token inception because that will break tokenomics and make it insanely hard for us to balance moving forward so but so you do get uh, just to kind of go back you depending on the tier of cat yes you get a bit more milk um that's passive you don't actually have to do anything for that as a pet owner so you don't have a cat for example you come in you've got a pet you don't have a cat you can come and do quests to earn your milk and we've tried to make it so the disparity between your pet hatching final form if you aren't a cat holder versus if you are a cat holder to be not too too big because we don't want say for example pet holders having to wait 250 days to hatch their pet versus uh, a cool cat that can do it in like 20 2014 days something like that because that's just going to feel super bad for the pet holders right um so that's that's kind of like the questing and so the questing earns you gold uh sorry milk as a cool cat holder you also have access to this thing called the adventurers guild and the adventurers guild is if say for example you're psyduck so psyduck is one of the kind of like more famous cool cat holders and he has a lot of cats there's no way he's going to have time to do all of his pet quests in a day but what he can do is he can use the adventurers guild where he can stake his pets and he'll earn less than if he was to manually do his quests, but he can come back the next day and claim his milk. Mm. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. You guys have thought deep into this one. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on here, man. So you're the dev for all this. You kind of put it all together. And this is, it sounds almost like you've created this system. Like this is unique. There's not like anybody else using something just like this. Right. As far as I know, I can't say for sure for sure that we're the only people doing this because so many projects come out every day across. The of course, yeah, things. yeah, for sure. But as far as I know, we're the only people doing this kind of system where the minters actually have a say in the final form of their creature. Wow, or the NFT. So cool. Jeez, that must be. Wait. That must. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. That's okay. I was gonna say that just must be really fun to be to be able to be that creative with no real rules, and you get to you get to make the rules. That must be a lot of fun. I mean, it, we. Ha- I mean, yeah, we've got so many Google Draw documents where we've been mapping all this out. But yeah, it is. It is a lot of fun, it's, and all the stuff yeah. we have to plan for the future as well. Yeah, for sure. So, is this why you have twenty six people on your team? Uh, I mean, yeah, there's a there's a lot of artists. There's a there's a, there's a lot of artwork that goes into this for sure, and like a lot of dev work. So much yeah. dev work. <laughs> I, I bet. bet. And the one what? thing I haven't told you guys yet. Ooh. Actually, Casey secret alpha know. leak. Secret alpha no, leak. No, no, everyone, everyone knows this. Everyone no, knows no, this. this is secret. Top secret. You're hearing it here first, folks. <laughs> so the way that we've built our system, you never have to pay gas for any of the pet interactions or items. Oh my stuff. god! Thank God. Wow. You thank have god. to pay gas for the minting of your pet, but after mm-hmm. that, all the game system stuff, we pay the gas on it. Really? Do you pay Yay. gas when you when you claim your milk? Nope. No. Wow. Cool. Good wow. stuff. Wow. That's awesome. Good stuff. And the milk will show up. This might be a remedial question, but like you can add that token to MetaMask and it shows up in your assets. So uh, to be clear, milk exists on two chains. It exists on Polygon and Ethereum. The milk that you claim 
through the game system is on Polygon because our game runs in Polygon. Yep. Okay. For faster yep. transactions. Absolutely. I get that. Yep. Yeah. But it, go, it does go into your wallet, as do all of your tokens, your items, all that kind of stuff. So if you wanted to, yeah, go and go and trade your, your milk on uh, QuickSwap or trade your items in open seas. Like, right. It's up to you. Right. Okay. Yeah. Not necessarily trading, but like, you know, so, so you can trade the, what items can you, you're going to be able to trade the items you collect on OpenSea. So if I wanted to go on there and buy a whole bunch of fire, I could do that. That's a possibility. We also have our own marketplace within the game as well. Okay. So cool. Be- because for example, you might be searching for a very particular type of item because you're aiming for an el- your final element. Yep. You might open a loot box and you might got you might get none of that. So you Im- immediately go and list it in the marketplace and then other people are looking for that as well. Yeah. Uh, and so everyone can if you want to, you could potentially earn some profit because you put a markup on the items that you're listing. Wow. And is and there we, an yeah, I was gonna say, is there an advantage to feeding your your egg like as much as possible? Is there an advantage to that? Anything or, and everything. Yeah. <laughs> just make it a cute little fatty. It um, doesn't it doesn't necessarily make it more rare, it just gives it it's just it's no, you, it's that every every pet has a finite number of interactions before it gets to final form. Okay. Okay. It'll hatch when you give it enough. I got you. Yeah. What? Because what? What? You, what actually happens is there's there's stages. So you give it X number of items, and it goes from egg to cracked egg with a little head popping out. And uh, then you give it a bit more, and you get like the next stage. Cute. And you might have seen Andrew Wang's profile picture. I believe he had uh, a few days ago. He had stage two pet as his profile picture. Oh really which is kind of like a little bald thing. It's a little bit beige and cute. Uh, I missed it. I just see his upside down cool guy right now. Yeah, Andrew Wang, he's probably one of the most, um, uh, how do I say this? Not, I guess not most famous person with a cool cat, but the most like they literally got their fame and notoriety through having one of the rarest cool cats and going all in and literally like just buying it you know for 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 a lot at the time but now it's worth a lot more and now he's you know diamond handing it yeah i mean andrew's awesome i think he bought his cat for five ETH. yeah wow so yeah good for him and he put like all of his savings into it or something right yeah like he has like a crazy story Yeah. yeah um so what are can you tell us a little bit about the paper cats like what are paper cats and what's happening with that okay so we uh we realized that NFTs, they're hard. Like, even if you're, even if you know the space, it's so easy to get like scammed. And there's just so much information that you need to consume to be safe in the space mm-hmm. and, or even just to even use the space. And so for brand new people coming to the NFTs, it's super confusing. And I don't remember, I don't know if you remember your very first like transaction, but it's really scary as well. Yeah. Um, I know I, I know I clicked that submit button and I was just waiting for that MetaMask bing. Like, <laughs> like is all my money there. gone? What's happening? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're like, it's been two minutes. Where's all that money gone? Um, so we decided we really wanted to hold people's hands through that system. And um, Grandpa Bacon, who's one of the devs over at Cool Cats, he's doing a lot of work on Paper Cats, like so much work. He's basically written that there's two sides to paper caps. There's the dev side, and then there's also the kind of new to NFT user side. So the dev side, 
when uh, Adam, Grandpa Bacon, started like work with us, like I've been working with him for like years and years. He hadn't done any solidity stuff before. And I said to him, well, if you want to write, write, if you want to write paper cats, go for it. Like might as well learn like solidity whilst you're doing it to kind of get him up to speed with stuff. We uh, got him started. And to be honest, it's a really good move to, for us to do that, like not bigging up ourselves or anything, but in terms of the way that he addresses the articles, because if I was to write the articles, I would miss certain things out because I take them for granted now. Whereas he was questioning every single line of code. And so he's basically writing about every single line of code as he's going through it and the reasoning behind doing stuff. So there are literally tens of thousands of words written like through all these tutorials on like building out your own NFT from scratch. So he covers that. And then it does exactly the same kind of detail for a brand new user, but we've done it in a really kind of friendly way because I mean, we've all looked at a Medium article and we can see the scroll bar is like stupidly huge and just be like, yeah, I'm not reading all that. Uh I'm out. So we've done it so that we walk through, everything is is broken down into sections, like how to fund a MetaMask wallet, like how to use, how to sell on OpenSeas, how to buy on OpenSeas. And these are all like subsections that you can click on. And then like, pardon the expression, it's designed for kind of like toilet time. So you just sat there, just flicking through these slides, and it's like a, it's like a community, it's like a, a conversation between Blue Cat and another character. A uh, Blue Cat's asking the questions, and the other character saying, "Well, this is what you can do," and, and like showing it. Um, and it's coupled with an NFT called the Paper Cat, and the Paper Cat is designed to have infinite mint, and it uh, it has two traits: it has a background color, and it has a color of heart in the middle. And the background color is kind of a bit of a random thing. And the the heart in the middle is broken down into kind of uh, tiering. And the reason we do that, the reason we, did, we set the contract up like this is because with Infinite Mint, we never want people who are coming into the NFT space to have to worry about like, oh, this is too expensive. Like, because Infinite Mint, they don't have to buy on open seas where the price get like, might get hiked up by someone. They can come straight to the contract and mint one out for just gas. And so they've got their very first NFT, which is a paper cat. And then they mm. might actually get lucky in that minting and get a paper cat with a really rare heart color. And so we can start teaching them about tiers and stuff within NFTs as well. Oh, wow. That's really cool. And and that seems like something that like, they should be teaching in schools, honestly. Like they should take your guys's paper cat curriculum and like <laughs> teach high school students and stuff. They really should. Yeah, it's uh, we we've been wanting to bring it out for a while, but obviously we've been super busy with pets. So, um, it's it's it, to be honest, it's about ninety percent done. We just mm. need to build a bit of a website for it to get out out the door and a, and a few more articles, but. Yeah, it's good work, and Adam's done amazing work on it. So. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember hearing about Cool Cats a while ago, and I know it's something you guys have been working on as a way to to educate people and bring more people into the space. And yeah, I think that's huge too. Like educating people, there is such a learning curve, and I think you know we take it for granted. There's there's a lot of people that listen to our podcast where they'll message me and they'll be like you know, I'm new to, new to the space and a lot of, you know, the things you guys are saying, I don't understand, but you know, I, you know, I'm, I'm learning and it's like, and, and, you know, I love that. It's like, you guys are building something out where it's really, like you said, 
holding people's hands and, you know, walking people step by step. Because yeah, if you don't have somebody helping you, like I was so lucky, my sister, you know, she's a little bit more ahead than me with, with NFT stuff. And it's like, she was able to teach me things, but you know, if you don't have somebody teaching you, it can, it can definitely be a challenge uh, to jump in and yeah, scary, scary, like you said. space for sure. Yeah. We talk sometimes about all the large giant companies that are around. Have you guys ever had like, like a large, like company come to you and try and buy you guys out? Not even just collab, but is there anything like that? Like what, what would happen if like Disney came to you guys and was like, Hey, we'll give you $2 billion for the cool cats. Like if you guys thought about that, or is that even, would you they, sell out? Yeah. I mean, well, you don't have to say whether you'd sell out because it's not even selling out. If, if somebody got, I wouldn't okay. blame you. And if, if you get offered billions of dollars one day, you know, I wouldn't blame you for one split second, <laughs> but, but is that a, uh, is that something that's been considered? Is that something that's maybe even like come to you already? Um, so I, it's, it's an interesting question. I haven't really considered it myself. Um, I will tell you that through Twitter, LinkedIn, and Discord, I get contacted by some of the biggest companies in the world, not, oh, wow. to, not, not to buy us necessarily, yeah, yeah, sure. but like consultation work and things like that, because they're looking oh, wow. to get in the space and they, they want to know how we got our community and, and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, big companies are 100% sniffing around. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's kind of crazy. Some of the people that I've been talking to, <laughs> but in terms of if someone offered to buy us out for X billion or, or whatever, I think to be honest, I would think firstly, can they do right by the holders? Yeah. Like, are they just going to flip the project and just turn it into this massive cash cow and walk away? Like if that ever became a question that I thought, yes, they do that, then heck no, I wouldn't sell to them. No. Yeah. yeah. Um, if they can provide us with some insane talent to help build out things maybe faster or even better and like add additional scope to the project to add more value, potentially like I just want to build something amazing. Um, and yeah, there's just so many ways to get to that end point. What do you guys want to build? What's your like dream? What do you envision like a movie, a TV show? Like what, when you say build something, obviously, yeah. What, what, what do you envision for the future? What's your ideal looking cool cats? Uh, you know, I mean, next, I, next, next five, next 10 years. I'm gonna, I'm not going to say like if any of this is already in production or not, but I of will course. say like my dream for the project itself. Um, so I would love to build a fully functional kind of MMORPG style, like gaming system, mm. uh, giving you guys tons and tons of like gameplay options, uh, to play however you want, like doing, doing a film would be amazing. I know, I know Colin would lose his mind if like cool cats could come out as like a film or a TV series or a cartoon series or anything like that. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know. Cool Cats theme park. Why not go Disney? <laughs> wow. Yeah. Hey. And you're, you're based in the UK, right? Is that what you said? Yeah, I am. Yeah. Cool. Were you, were you at uh, NFT.NYC? I guess I kind of doubt it since being international. No, no, okay. I was, I was still stuck in the UK. Yeah. Andy and I went to the Cool Cats party together and uh, Klan was there like doing art with a bunch of people. And they were like, somebody would draw like a dinosaur and then he would put a bunch of like cool cats tattoos all over it. It was kind of a, a neat little scene. They were like sitting in the circle on the floor. That was really cool to, to be part of that. Yeah. That's really, that's, that's awesome. Like, yeah. 
the kind of thing that we want to do with like cool cats is not necessarily i mean you see some of the other nfts like throwing like really big like parties and like things like that i know yeah. colin really likes the more kind of collaborative spaces where people can actually talk to each other and hear each other and actually work on something like fun like a bit of artwork or whatever and it's a safe place to just bring anybody of any age mm-hmm. i know that's what you know his vision yeah. for that kind of stuff cool um so as far as if somebody doesn't have a cool cap and now they're like dang now i really freaking want a cool cap but they're like 50k or whatever um the pets are like the next thing right and but you can only get a pet if you're whitelisted. So, okay, this, this is a weird thing that the community's basically asked for, which is, uh, yeah, we love the idea of the whitelisting because it's allowed us to like collaborate with loads of other projects um, mm-hmm. that you've probably seen, like like different people offering cool cat whitelists. So that's one way. I think most of those whitelists are now taken. Uh, you might get lucky and find them around, but you'll have to do a bit of hunting. Um, that's not all of them. There is... Uh, Another amount that I believe we're still going to be dropping to people in like Cool Cats Discord and Twitter and like community members. So there's going to be an amount there as well. And because the community asked for it, there will be a public sale, which hopefully won't turn into an insane gas war. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, Yeah. right. (laughs) I mean, people, I mean, people have been DMing me asking, can you please at least allow some amount for a public sale? Or like, I mean, it's going to be a gas war. You sure you want that? Like, yeah, 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 let's do it. I'm like, okay, fine. We'll do a a few. Like, it's not going to be a huge, it's not going to be a huge quantity. Like a thousand or something? I mean, kind of in that ballpark. Yeah, we're not going for massive amounts on a on a public sale. Yeah. Right, because because a bunch are whitelisted and then yeah. 10k for holders and stuff. Okay, that's exciting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dang, now I got now I got to think about what I want to build up my which element which I element know, should we go dude. for? Tom, come on, tell us which element uh, should we go for. I mean, for? there's gonna be advantages to having different elements within the game. Mm-hmm. like further down the line so you might end up with a particular event or quest or something that really favors a fire pet or a water pet or an earth pet or an air pet like each pet's going to come into its own i like the i like kind of like the white ones and the green ones yeah I, like, I guess it's the air and the earth yeah the air and the earth they're pretty, yeah my favorites my favorite's got to be the water because they just have a little rubber ducky sometimes maybe yeah yeah and the, well the water one the one you guys show with the with the portal with the window portal in his belly yeah. with the, that's pretty cool. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely yeah. one of my favorite ones. Yeah. That's a really good one. Yeah. You guys are creative with the traits. I always love the cool cats, like with the TV on their head <laughs> and there was a lot of really cool stuff. Yeah. The TV ones are actually, yeah, they're, they're pretty fun. People started buying them up and then just replacing the cat in face and putting like a board ape or, a, uh-huh. or uh-huh. something else in it, which is really cool. Yeah. <laughs> love seeing that. Yeah, for sure. So let me ask you guys something. Like, yeah, what would you want us to build next? Wow. I mean, for me, like when you said game, like I, I'm, I love blockchain games, so I'm, I'm all about that. And yeah, for me, a game, which is what you're already building. So like, <laughs> but like, answer. okay, game wise, like, what kind of stuff are you not? Do you normally gravitate towards? Um, I really like strategy card games. Um, but obviously, you know, cool cats, like it would probably be different, but I mean, um, 
I used to play a lot of like Sims and stuff, like just walking around and like doing different things. Like, I don't know, that sounds fun, like questing and stuff, like where you just go around like and and just maybe there's little challenges that you can complete. I think um, you're going to like uh, some of the later stages that we're building out. Ooh, okay. Alpha. No, no alpha, no alpha. Alpha leak, alpha leak. leak. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'll enjoy some of the later stages that are coming out. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that, that was a good question. I, you know, as far as what I'd like to see, I'm not necessarily so much of a game player. I'm always so busy. It's hard for me to get like dialed into a game, but I always like, I love the real world events. I love like what you guys did in New York. And I went into the, uh, the merch pop-up in Miami and stuff like that. And, and, you know, I, I just like to, I like to follow along and to see what the ideas you guys have. Like if you do come out with any kind of, show or movie and like support that i think that'd be really cool for the community but um i'm definitely really interested in watching it and really cool after i heard all the things you guys have planned for these pets i didn't realize it was so dynamic i just thought it was uh you know you get a pet and you're gonna sell ten thousand more pets but um that's really awesome that's why we are bringing that's why we brought time on the show honestly because it's like okay some of these projects that you know we've been talking about in in a lot of our episodes we don't know everything, you know, we're only two people. Like, I feel like I barely know anything, even though, uh, you know, I'm sure I know solid amount. It's like being able to kind of deep dive into some of the projects that, you know, personally we own. And we're also, you know, always talking about, I think, I think this is just really exciting. And, and, you know, thank you, Tom, for being our first guest and and saying yes. Like, thank you. Yeah, it's a pleasure. I've enjoyed it. It's good. By the way, you've got awesome hair. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Oh. That's nice. That's nice of you to say. Yeah, bro. You should, you should, yeah, yeah. That's great. Thanks. Dang, Thanks. I got compliments. Yeah. I know. He was talking to me, Jennifer. <laughs> yeah, Jennifer. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> no, it's funny because um, my, my sister has colorful hair too. And, and uh, whenever we're walking together, someone always be like, Oh, nice hair. And every, like, we both know they're talking about her because hers just looks <laughs> way better than mine. And I'm like, Oh, whatever it's just uh, like competition, is it? she's like oh thank you yeah. Uh, yeah i guess it is kind of a competition um yeah. but anyway all right we'll re- we'll wrap this up unless michael you have any last minute questions or no i think i think we're really good tom it was really a pleasure to have you i hope we can do it again sometime and we very much appreciate it like i said we're all fans of your project and i think our listeners are going to really enjoy hearing so much detail about you know, how it started, what you guys have planned for the future, what the pets are looking like. It's, it's really nice of you to come on and uh, wish you the best of luck, man. We'll be cheering cheering the project on forever. Thank you very much. I hope I didn't actually like bore anyone because I know the details get pretty nitty gritty. No, I don't think so. I don't no, think no, it's, it was interesting. It was interesting. Yeah. Sure. All right. Thank you all for listening and we'll catch you in the next episode. Peace. Bye. We love the cats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we love the cats. See you guys. Love it. Thank you for tuning in to the NFT Catcher Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and learned something new about the exciting world of NFTs. If you enjoyed today's episode, please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And if you really love what you're hearing, please leave us a rating and review on your favorite platform. If you want to stay up to date with the latest news and insights from the NFT space, be sure to follow us on all the socials at NFT Catcher Pod. You can follow Jennifer at Jennifer underscore pseudo and Michael at NF Ticket. I'm your producer, Andy, and I'm at AJC254. Our theme songs by It's Just Los. We always appreciate your feedback and support. 
which helps us reach more people and bring you informative and engaging content about NFTs. We look forward to bringing you more great NFT content in future episodes. Thanks for listening. Peace.